What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. For the most part, the end customer only cares about the results. Yeah, exactly, that's true. He, he did. And I'm starting to realize that it, we we are the fancy ones, the entrepreneurs. We want yeah. the we want the fancy UI, the fancy UX and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But most people just want what they're promised. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're promising somebody and the offer is a good offer and you can deliver on what you promised, they'll be happy with what they have, in my opinion. So the word that's been on everyone's mouth lately, including mine, has been AI. AI, of course, technology, all the things that are happening this year, as I've said multiple times, 2023 is going to go down as the year of the AI boom. Now, one of the things we also talk about, that you all are familiar with, is the importance of networking, the importance of going to different tech events. So recently, your boy was at a Web3 event. It was my first time at a Web3 event. It actually was hosted by Gary V. If you don't know who he is, get familiar, check him out. So I was at a VCon conference, and while walking around, I ended up bumping into a group of guys that were really cool, really dripped out. We ended up talking and come to find out they're founders of an AI startup that's doing exceptionally well and is making huge waves in the market right now. So it only made sense to bring these guys on Tech is the New Black so that way they could talk about their company, what they're doing, how it's disrupting the market, and how it's really about to change the industry and ultimately just the world in general. So the guests that we have today are Jace and Brandon, who are with Wonder AI. They're the founders of Wonder AI, actually. So we have Jace on here, who is the CEO, and then also we have Brandon, who is the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer. But of course, as always, we gotta read off their, their bio to put some respect on their name. Now, Jace, before starting Wonder AI, he spent millions on buying media for other companies, both in tech and e-commerce spaces. In January of this year, he made the decisive choice to create his own startup in the AI industry with a specific emphasis on print on demand. Since the establishment of Wonder AI on January 20th, they have generated over half a million dollars in sales and are responsible for employing over 20 people. That's crazy. In that time frame, that's actually crazy. Now, aside from that, they're doing this with a mission to revive clothing and manufacturing in America. Now, Jace, he is focused on acquiring Liz.com within the next two to three years to expedite this process. Huge, huge goal. Huge, major goals. We love it. We always talk about breaking the tech, scaling tech, start your own tech business. But this is taking it to another level where he's doing some, some incredibly new things. Now, Brandon, who is the CMO and partner of this fastest growing AI e-commerce company, which is Wonder AI, he has carved his own path into the tech industry from zero by acquiring skills as a paid media marketer and has profit profitably invested over $10 million in advertising spend in both the B2B and B2C space throughout his career. Now, Brandon, his aim is to inspire as he pushes beyond the executive leadership into ownership, private equity, and bringing more interesting ideas to life. Y'all, as always, give a virtual round of applause, clapping emojis to your guests today, Jace and Brandon of Wonder AI. Man, bro, 
So happy for y'all to be here. Thanks for having us. All right, so it was uh, cool meeting y'all at VCon. One of the things I'm, I'm actually very impressed by with y'all is kind of all of those pieces that I mentioned. But the other component is like just what y'all are creating, what y'all have created, and what y'all are doing with Wonder AI, and also it being like a, a AI startup as well. And so, man, would love to like hear about like what y'all were doing individually before before Wonder AI, and also like how y'all met. Yeah, yeah, no, great question. So before I actually was in the tech space, I like to, um, I was in a whole different like sector, a whole different industry. And I like to say that I learned marketing. I kind of became an expert in marketing before I actually started doing marketing for tech. So a huge influence in my life was just the actual element of inspiring people. And I think that's at the core of what marketing is, is influencing decisions and being able to inspire people. Yeah. And so I had a, a very close friend. I almost don't even like using the word mentor because I feel like mentors should be friends in a way, um, but someone to invest in me. And so um, I looked up to him a lot and you know that they're very influential if they can convince you to go get rejected all day. So while we were traveling, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we were traveling out and, and doing these uh, just Bible discussions, trying to invite people to community to come yeah. come out and visit church. And like, I know there's a whole lot of problems, like I guess with the religious community and people being judgmental. All we were inviting people to was to come to um, a discussion, talk about the Bible if they want community, yeah. awesome. So, but in spite of that, there's still a lot of rejection that comes with it. So yeah. in the South, in France, where it's more like atheistic and so, We'd spend all day, every day kind of talking to people, just trying to get to know people. And there's a lot of rejection that comes with that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was a really great time for me to learn how to inspire and motivate and um, push past my own internal fears and blockages. And, um, and yeah, so that, that was kind of the start of me learning to, in a, in a sense, market. Um, and yeah. then so I, I went to school for nonprofit, graduated with a nonprofit degree um, here in Atlanta and started working in it. I really enjoy helping people, but there came a time where I was kind of just like, I think my boss actually told me, he was looking out for me. He said, you're not, <laughs> well, when I interviewed, and I say this with all humility, when I interviewed, they were like, one of the interviewers was like, you should, he should be a manager. Like he shouldn't be taking this. Like I was in a case manager position. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like, I'm fine just working here. So, but he eventually told me to leave because he said, there's no way I'm going to get promoted and get to like, you know, climb the ranks corporately. And so he said, pick up other skills. And so eventually I realized I didn't want to work a nonprofit. I didn't want to work in ministry. I still wanted to help people with yeah. those things and mm -hmm. inspire people. But my goals required more like finance. I want to be able to provide more and, and do have different goals. So um, I knew I wanted to go into tech. I knew that you could decouple your time from your exact input at a certain point. And I started getting into finance and investing. So anyway, that led me to learning marketing. So. Uh, yeah, the second season when I actually started getting into marketing, it was through a boot camp light, I like to call it. It was a okay, mentorship cool. program. Yeah. I joined a course to learn how to do Facebook ads because I was really intrigued by it. Um, and I, I bought a private mentorship program that was three months long from that. Spent my entire like savings that I had built up and I had just gotten married. So I'm a young married person with $10,000 in the bank. Spent all of it on this mentorship. Wow. And um, How'd your wife feel about that? She was so supportive. She's a champ. Oh, that's but funny. it's very unexpected. I did yeah. not expect her. Yeah. But yeah, so the um, that so was. How, a, so how long was it from that to to like you branching over and you and Jace meeting and or like you starting at Wonder AI? 
Right. So, I mean, it was a, it was a couple years, but after I did this program, I graduated it and the goal was to be able to like do marketing on your own and on more of an entrepreneurship level. But I wanted to get more skills in it. And I was actually spending my own money as an affiliate marketer. So I'd be like driving Uber to get ad money. And then I would use it to spend on ads so I can get more skills. And I was like, why don't I just get a job in the space? So I interviewed, got a job at a tech company, doubled my income. And then um, from there, I continued to get some experience in the corporate world and um, and found my way to the same company at Jace at a certain point. So I'll let him share kind of how he got in. I moved here from Jamaica when I was 16, which that whole story itself is funny. I told my mom, because my mom already moved here and she's here with my grandma. I told her I was coming here to visit. I had no intentions of going back. Um, I The day after graduating in Jamaica, uh, high school in Jamaica, I packed my bags, I got my dad to pay for my ticket. I told him I was gonna come back a week, I was just going here to visit. I, I was not going back. The GDP of Jamaica, I believe is around $3 billion, probably less. I have all wow. intentions of generating more than that. So I knew Jamaica couldn't, it, it just wasn't big enough to encapsulate the vision I have. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I moved here when I was 16. And you know, since my mom and grandma didn't know that I was coming here to stay, I had to sleep on the couch for about a year. Um, more than that, probably about two years. And then I got a job at Subway started making some money, I got my first car. After that, this is one of the things I will say changed my life because this cascaded everything. When I was working at Subway, I had to close the store at two o'clock at night. After that, I had to pick up veggies, mop the floors, all this crazy stuff. Man, yeah. If I wanted to make more money, I had to get a second job. So immediately I knew something, this is not gonna work for me. But what happened was a sales manager from LA Fitness who always came in one day was like, hey, you have a good personality, why don't you come try doing sales at LA Fitness? So, left, left it took me about a week, but I left Subway, went to LA Fitness. Within the second month of being at LA Fitness, they made me the sales manager at one of the locations in, in Flamingo, it's somewhere in, all, wow. in, in South Florida. Yeah, so you literally went from like starting there to two weeks later being a manager. Correct, and yeah. then, two, no, two months. And then a month after that, I, blew the, I did so well in that store that they upgraded me again to a sales manager in a bigger store. Oh, wow, okay. But even, keep in mind though, one of the game-changing things when you go from somewhere, something like working at Subway to working at LA Fitness is if you do well, you realize, huh, I'm putting in less time, but I'm making more money. Mm-hmm. So immediately- You start to learn like- Correct. Yeah. So I'm at, now I'm- I think 18, probably 19 years old, working at LA Fitness, making $80,000 a year, doing well, but still not for me. So Mm -hmm. eventually ended up leaving. I'm still banned from there for no reason. (laughs) They they, banned you because you left? They were just upset because you took, so left anyways, banned from LA Fitness, can't go back. Thank you, Joni. Uh, (laughs) But so after that, while I was working at LA Fitness, this is the part I, I forgot to add is, I was already watching YouTube videos on, there's people who are already making money online through doing things like SEO, mm-hmm. building websites. It, it, it seemed like a fairly easy transition. So I took my sales skills that I had, I started cold calling people, because LA Fitness, were, they already t- teach you all the fundamentals. They have you going yeah. outside, trying to convince people to come in. So I'm so happy that I learned sales because that translates to everything from yeah it. i believe that i believe sales is is more most likely like the most fundamental skill that you can learn in business especially if you plan on being an entrepreneur correct so after um after leaving la fitness i started going i started doing a lot of freelancing and 
This I will say, I went through pretty much four or five years of decent struggles, ups and downs, and anyone here who's going to think about doing entrepreneurship, is not as, you know, it's not, it's not always... Oh, it's not just yeah, straight linear, and, or straight up. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's not even like boom, then back to zero. Sometimes you go negative three hundred when you started off at one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, I've I've been there. So I've working with um doing freelancing, working with a lot of clients. But one of the, the good things about a lot of failures and working with clients is you get a massive amount of data on how the world works. When you work with a lot of clients, like as a freelancer who does marketing, building funnels, doing ads for clients, you get to see what the mistakes other companies are making, the, you know, things that are working for other companies. And me, I have, more, I have more failures under my belt than most people could possibly fathom. I've failed at least, oh, I'm 27 now, I've failed at least 11 businesses. At least 11 businesses. <laughs> I've done drop shipping stores, print on demand stores. I've tried so many things, it doesn't make sense, but that's what kind of led to, but that's what kind of led to where we are now, in which we couldn't have 20 employees right now if I couldn't train my sales team. We couldn't have 20 employees right now if I couldn't train my team on how to build funnels. Yeah. We couldn't have 20 employees right now profitably if we weren't, if we didn't know how to run ads, yeah. if we didn't. Yeah, so you see, you see how all of those mistakes were still training for you to be able to to do everything that it is you're doing now successfully. Correct, but yeah. a year ago, when or even two years ago, like I couldn't, I knew like the journey is everything, but you hear that and it all just sounds like yeah, the journey, like the journey, fun. the journey. But until when you're actually looking at mass success, if, if you're not prepared for massive success, you can go bankrupt. Yeah. If we weren't prepared for the amount of success that we're having right now, we would be in issues because yeah. most people don't realize that success is something you have to prepare yourself for. If it's just thrusted on you, oh. Oh, yeah, we'll crush you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, anyway, so leading into after working with a bunch of clients and doing freelancing for about five, six years, I applied for, I realized that the ups and downs, which is funny how the world works, I finally decided I'm tired of the ups and downs, let me go get a job. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that funny? The November of last year, I decide, okay, I'm going to go get a job. And the job promised us that promised me that it's a senior um, marketing position. It starts off at $80,000 a year, and there's things on top of that, commissions, right? Yeah. Come to find out, I, I start the, um, the job, and they say, actually, we have another, um, we have another representative. We have another person who's interested in the in the position, and you guys are going to have to compete for it. So we're going to give you forty thousand dollars each for the what? for that month, and whoever does better will get the position. Guess who that was? This dude. <laughs> that's freaking crazy. So, that that actually is that's actually why. So <laughs> for, for those of y'all that are that are listening and not watching. It was. It actually was funny because the the way that he to, was telling the story, I was looking at him, and he was like, "Guess who it was for the position?" And he like pulled back, and it was like a reveal. <laughs> it was almost. It was almost like a movie. Like, oh, it was you all along. <laughs> so, okay. so this gets even crazier now. So we both start the job. We agree to it, right? Yeah. Funny enough, in the first month, because so what we do is we run Facebook ads. And this is November of last year. Correct. Just November. Just okay. November of last year. So they hired us to pretty much run their Facebook ads, YouTube ads, and pretty much handle their paid media um, side of things. Yeah. Um, 
we both start together in the first month. I what was the budget for the first month? It wasn't that much. I think it was about like thirty thousand each. Yeah, I think thirty thousand each. So they give us about thirty thousand dollars each to spend. In the first month, he beats me. Yeah. In the second month, um, I, I don't remember the the budget for the second month, but in the second month, they they ended up extending it now. So for two months now. I was saying they did it for two months instead of one. Correct, because right, right. they, yeah. they pretty much played us. Yeah. Wanda AI started on January twentieth, right? Mm-hmm. We started at the company um, end of like end of November ish. Mm-hmm. Lennon, this is why I'm so glad he's on the team. He was there from the idea phase. From the moment I had the idea, I told him I have a million dollar idea, and you're gonna see me. I told him he was there from the moment we had the idea before we started setting up anything. I told him, hey, look, me and my my partner Austin came up with this, and he probably chugged it off at the time. Was like, yeah, cool. Everyone says they're gonna do. But yeah, so after the, I ended up, I ended up winning the competition. Um, so I ended up getting the position. He, he ended up going with another job. And I gave him a call about three weeks after he left and said, hey, look, I'm jumping ship. And keep in mind, I was, for this job, right? I'm still not making as much as making with the job. Mm-hmm. Because after I got the position, I got that company from doing $100,000 a month to $2 million a month within the second, within the third month of me working there. Wow. So by, by February, they did $2 million a month. Before I started there, they did not do $100,000 a month in sales. And wow. that's, from, that's the power of Facebook advertising. Believe it or not, that's up to you. But what I, so ended up calling Lennon, and so I was getting paid $80,000 a year, but I got a percentage of what I spent. So my paychecks were coming up to $18,000, $20,000 a month. <laughs> that's good that's nice which I'm still not making that much I'm I, I'm barely even paying myself at all I pay myself enough to pay rent right now hey, you mean like with Wonder Wonder AI correct okay, cool. because I'd much rather have a CMO like this yeah. than you know what I mean so took the pay cut called Lennon and said hey look no more competition let's roll yeah so here's why though when I, when working with that competition that's what I'm saying the universe put us together because as much as I won the competition, what I realized is my strength and weaknesses immediately, and I knew that he had to be on my team. I'm the guy that can break down any door. You put a door in front of me, and, a, and just you give me a little crack and I can see through it, I will rip uh, it open. Yeah. Right. What he can do is where I cannot. Yeah. He's very structured, very organized, and that yin and yang of someone who's just use chaos to open any door, and then you have, which by my co-founder Austin is also really good, is they're very structured, organized, systematic, yeah. where I'm just like, we're going to make it happen. It doesn't matter how, but watch it. You know what I mean? Hey, y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring. We're gonna be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you wanna be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you.
Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're going to be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. Man, I, I love this so much. I love the, the yin and yang. So what was it? Like, I guess that, that one taught both of you and got both of you into AI. And also, what is Wonder AI? It all started in no, the early part of November. Okay. I have my, my, my co-founder and I, which is Austin Kranz. We, we started a couple, we tried starting businesses about four years ago. Um, we did a lot of things in drop shipping, print on demand. Didn't do, we didn't do that much money. We, we, to be honest, we failed. <laughs> you know what I mean? We registered the LC, everything. It's, it, we did not do well at all, but we grinded very hard for a year. So that being said, we all decided to split paths and do our own thing. And when I realized ChatGPT came out, uh, whenever it came out, like September, November, yeah, it's last year. the first person I called. Yo, do you see this? We have to figure out some way to get this working for us. Yeah. Kid you not, meet up with, uh, this is the good thing about having, already having synergy with somebody he's already done business with though, mm -hmm. is we met up together, we started zipping out a bunch of ideas of how we can, like how do we get into this space? Yeah. Like how can we get into, a, like we don't know coding, we don't know how to do none of this. Yeah. All we know is how to sell things, you know what I mean? And we understand how to, I can build, I can build really good websites, funnels, but outside of that, I can't code. Yeah. But we're very logical. So what we did is we, we spent the whole day thinking of, the good thing about being early in timing too is there's so many, even right now with AI, there's so many industries waiting to be disrupted. Yes. You just gotta execute. So many people have the idea but just don't wanna execute. Yeah. We didn't even wait for our, um, our MVP. Yeah. We immediately started off as a course. We had the idea down, we said okay, and just if you guys don't know what Wonder AI is, Wonder AI, allows you to automate print-on-demand with artificial intelligence. So let's say you wanted to start a clothing company and you want to do it the traditional way. You'd have to you know, order a bulk, a bulk of shirts from China, yeah. bring them here, um, package them, ship them. There's not enough money in the world that could have me packaging, shipping, going back to UPS every day. It's, Man. it's not for me. It's, yeah. it's for some people, not for me. Yeah. So the next version of of that when it's starting start a clothing company is print-on-demand, which is traditional print-on-demand. Mm -hmm. What traditional print-on-demand allows you to do is you have websites like Printful and Printify. Yeah, I'm familiar with those, yeah. You can go there, you can design a shirt, list it on your website. When somebody buys it, it go, you go ahead and then pay the supplier. They send it to the customer. And it, it's, a step, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. The downside is, is you can get it as custom as you want in terms of like cut and sews, if you're ordering bulk, et cetera. But, it's still a step in the right direction if you want to start a lean company and you know what I mean and then there is AI print-on-demand automation which is what Wonder AI is okay what we allow you to do now is even if you look in the big difference between regular ordering from bulk and going to traditional print-on-demand you're saving a lot of time but there's still a lot of time to do if you add up how much time it actually takes to design a shirt create add it to, shop, to your Shopify store WordPress whatever site you're using 
come up with ideas for the description. Even if you're using ChatGPT to come up with the headlines, the descriptions, you still have to manually go through and do all these things. Mm -hmm. Let's say that takes you, you're, you're fast. It takes you 10 minutes per product. Okay, you still are going to want to list these to Amazon and Etsy if, if you do marketplaces, mm -hmm. Google Shopping. You're still going to want to have it on the Shop app. But let's say outside of that, let's say you also want to have your products on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Mm -hmm. If you add up how many times it takes to list one product to all of those platforms, come up with titles, hashtags, descriptions, it's, it's still a couple hours worth of work for yeah. one single product. So what our system allows you to do is automate all the pieces I just spoke about. You could, our system allows you to automate thousands of products a day. It's, wow. <laughs> once you have the initial layout set up, and um, let's say, for example, I, I don't have an example with me, but let's say for this example, this little tissue right here, right? Mm -hmm. We could have the... The tissue has tech as a new black on it, by the way. Correct. <laughs> let's say we were generating new napkins of these, right? We can make sure that every single, every time you generate a new product, the, this always changes. Mm. Be, so, because what we can do is you can map the products and, uh, and automate the designs. Yeah. And you can also have static images on top, behind, around, but that's just the design process. But when I talk about the automation side now, once you have the system set up, and let's say you're running, it's creating 500 products a day. There's, I could go piece by piece. There's two ways in which people use a system. Some people are like me, just run and gun, actually publishing all 500, and maybe we're deleting three, five products out of it that just look like crap. What I realize most people, well, I would call it the, the business person, that's like the business way. Then we have the artist approach. Okay. How the artists are using it is they're generating everything more in a draft system. So when you wake up in the morning, they have a thousand products or however they set the timing. And then they're going through those thousand products and maybe picking five or ten of the best ones. So Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so basically they're allowing uh, Wonder AI to create all of the drafts. Yes. And then they go through and, and they're able to choose which ones they actually want. That's incredible. So one of the things I'm curious about, we talk about it, uh, it, it uh, Wonder AI automating the process. Does it also include posting okay. those on the various yes. the different social media platforms? Okay, so it allows you to automate your Instagram, Facebook, Amazon, Etsy, Google Shopping and the Shop app. It Sheesh. You can so what happens is when I say autumn autumn what hap happens automatic. It is fully automatic, but I, I think I do a very very bad job on my uh, even on my TikTok of saying you control the initial prompts though. So yes, you can automate your hashtags, the descriptions, mm -hmm. the the captions for all of the things I just mentioned, and you have full control of what that result looks like. If you want your Facebook different than your Instagram, you're controlling the initial prompts. And then for all 500 products you're generating, they're all going to be different and unique. Hashtags, it's, and we have another version coming out soon, which is going to be able to look on all your previous posts. Right now, it's, they're all just brand new. Yeah. We don't have the system yet that can look on all your previous postings and all your previous hashtags to see which ones are doing well to now make the other ones more optimal. But it's about to have that update Correct. to where now the AI is gonna be able to go back, look at all of your previous posts, Correct. see which ones are performing the best, Correct. and then say, hey, based on what's performing best on your platform, we're now that's now gonna update the captions and the hashtags that we're gonna do moving forward. Correct. That's phenomenal. That is incredible. Appreciate it. Wow, man, it's, it's so wild, like what you mentioned earlier about how, because so many people are looking at they're looking at like ChatGPT or Bard. They're looking at these open source platforms and they're seeing these companies be created. And most people are thinking that 
that oh I have to code I have to program I have to be very like very techy but like you mentioned you're not very very technical no. at all and you being able to instead just learn the opportunities and learn like what's possible and leveraging these open source AI um, technology to then take your skill set, your experience, your knowledge, and really like just your, your entire team from you, and I think you said your, your partners, Austin and Lennon, like, like just, and just cohesively your entire team, everybody at Wonder AI, y'all leveraging this technology to create something new to disrupt, to disrupt the market that you're disrupting right now. Yep. I think that's incredible, and I think it's valuable for people to learn how you don't have to be very techy to utilize this technology to disrupt an industry. Correct. Man, so man, so much good stuff in there. Uh, so much good stuff. Now, uh, just kind of continuing on. All right, so I'm wondering now, how did you get from, of course, starting Wonder AI and being able to scale it to the fastest growing company in your space? Part of the reason why I talk about my my, my failures at the start of the podcast is because it has a very big part on the success in terms of I'm not afraid to fail and I understand the importance of speed and timing. If you work with enough companies, you understand timing has a huge part to do with everything. Mm-hmm. We got the idea in November, we figured it out how to, we figured out that it's possible. First of all, that's always the first question. Is it possible? The only question after is it possible should be how fast can we get it up and what's the most optimal way to yeah, get exactly. it up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we didn't start off as a as a software. What we started off is as a course. And what we did is we figured out how to build our whole system with the AIs, the APIs and stuff. So you were a course where you were teaching people how to do it themselves. Correct. Okay. But it's we figured out the system through like no code automation tools such as Zapier and stuff. Yeah. How to connect all the APIs together. And it's pretty much our initial prototype. What most people would do after that, they have that MVP, is they would go out and hire a developer to start working on their thing. We didn't have the money to do that. We had fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's we did not. But what I was not going to do is I was not going to wait six months to build out the software or a year to build out the software for yeah. someone to beat us first to market. Yeah, exactly. It's, so we we initially started off with no coding platforms, and keep in mind we started on January twentieth. We invested fifteen hundred dollars into the business at that point. That fifteen hundred dollars so far has turned into over half a million dollars. We're approaching six hundred thousand dollars right now. That's fire. And now the software is about to be fully released, um, which is going to be crazy, in about the next week or so. And we didn't, we didn't have to borrow money. We didn't have to go into debt. We didn't have to... I love it. We had an MVP. It worked. And a customer... You know what's crazy? We had one bad review. And we have thousands of customers. Wow. That's incredible. Because, but we were very upfront. Here's what it is. Here's how everything works. And the, you know what's crazy? Which is why I'm so happy we did it this way and why you guys should go fast. We've learned so much from our customers. Like now that they're all, they were all forced to be tech savvy now that yeah. you had to actually go in, map these things, set it up a certain way. Our customers are our biggest educators now. Yeah. Because they're coming to us as, keep in mind, MidJourney. Do you know what MidJourney is? Yeah. MidJourney does not have an API. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. MidJourney, we figured out how to get MidJourney to work with our system. Because, <laughs> so watch That's this. That's crazy. We, we, we figured out that you can actually grab it from, you can, there's a way you can grab the message from Discord, filter out the image, upscale. So it's, we learned this from our students, though. Mm-hmm. Because they, they were forced to start off as being more technical than, you know, um, ideal, as you would if we had our um, standalone software, they're going to be our ride or die. Mm-hmm. 
They were here from the start. They understand the fundamentals of it. It's, I'm so happy that we started this way. No debt, no equity given away. And wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that so much because more often than not, people think that you have to go the route of, okay, I have an idea. Okay, cool. I need to go ahead and and I need to like save up money or get funding so that way I can get a developer to start building this thing out. And, you know, or people are like, okay, I need to go to the bank and get like a loan. Or I need to, it's like, I need to go some type of route to get funding to have this thing built out. But like you said, it can sometimes take like months in order to make that happen. I mean, Cut. even like with, with Octoply AI, um, which is, I'm a co-founder of uh, Octoply AI. It's like, man, we, we, we went the went kind of that route where we have developers, we're doing all of those things, but it's like Octoply, the, the, the software that, the, that is built on foundational wise has been, we built it out for the past yep. two years. Yep. So, and then now we're like, okay, we should integrate AI into it. Yep. But I'm thinking like, man, had we not built out that software in the past two years, if we just decided we wanted to do this, yep. Yeah, if we went the route that most people are going, it would take us about another year to two years before we'd be able to drop, drop Octoply. And of course, like you mentioned, you would have other competitors, other people that are bigger and larger that will be able to scale and do that significantly Correct. faster. So I, it's really, I love that y'all mentioned that and I hope that people that, um, everybody like listening and watching will be able to learn from that, that hey, if you're really trying to penetrate the market, sometimes you can find a way to bootstrap and be able to, to do a version or, or do something that's, I mean, whether we want to call it the MVP or, or whatever that is, like put out a version or something that is the, the bare bone basics of what it needs to be and start generating profit and use that profit to then grow the business further. Correct. For, for, for the most part, the, 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 the end customer only cares about the results. Yeah, exactly. That's true. It, 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 and I'm starting to realize that it, we, we are the fancy ones, the entrepreneurs. We want, yeah. the, we want the fancy UI, the fancy UX and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But most people just want what they're promised. The result, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're promising somebody and the offer is a good offer and you can deliver on what you promised, they'll be happy with what they have, in my opinion. So a big part of our success too, which goes back to the initial part I started on, which is sales. We have 21 team members, um, well, 20 to be specific now, but 15 of those are salespeople. And entrepreneurs, I've learned something that most people don't get, which is why I'm happy that we started at that other company, which was a high ticket company, mm -hmm. which is you can get salespeople to work on commission only. I did not know that. So what it allows us to be is, once again, super lean. Yeah. If you have a, the first of all, in order to pull something like that off, you have to be growing fast enough to where it makes sense. Our company gets seven, about 700 leads a day. Wow, <laughs> like, that's incredible. 700, keep, you have to understand how much traffic you have to be getting to get that's 700 incredible. leads a day. So, and we're also spending about 60, how much are we spending this month in ads? Is it 60 or 80,000? Uh, right in the middle, about 70. So we're, we're spend, also spending about $70,000 a month in ads. 70,000 ads, wow. So I think of everything as a media buyer. Can I, how can we spend a dollar to make $2? How can we get to do $3? When we started the company in January, we were spending a dollar to make $2. So in February, we spent about $30,000. We made about $60,000. What most people go out and try to do is, how can we lower our cost per acquisition? Don't waste your time. How do you increase your AOV? So we immediately came out with a- What is AOV? Average order value. Okay. So what that means is we're spending $120 to get somewhere to spend $249, right? Okay. Instead of trying to get that down to $50, which is a, 
you can try it, but you eventually can come to the same conclusion I did. It's, it's possible, but it's not optimal. What we did instead is we came out with a high, a high ticket, um, a high ticket product. Yeah. So our customers ask us all the time, like, hey, I love this, but it's kind of complicated. Can you guys build it for me? After getting enough requests, we came up with a system. That's the customers that were doing the course. Correct. So instead of them wanting to do it themselves, they were like, yo, can y'all do this? Like, just do a full package, basically just do this for us. For sure, because we're really good at design. We're really good at doing websites. Most people love what we have to offer, but they're like, I have this idea. I have this vision, but can you guys do it for me? Is it because I can't? Most, yeah. most, there's a lot of people who have money and, 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 and don't have time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what we did is we came out with a, a product that's a couple thousand dollars. And now what that allows us to do is we spend a dollar, we make four or five. Instead of trying to spend 50 cents to make two dollars, it was like, hey, how about we spend a dollar and figure out how to get it from a dollar to two dollars to a dollar to four dollars. Yeah. And then we brought in a sales team now. We brought, I initially started off with my, which I learned from my mentor in the past. If you want to build a team, start with the manager. So I hired a sales manager initially who was from the high ticket space and I we started off he started off as a closer and we I started doing the sales calls myself. We call up my clients, hey, hey, what do you think about this? Da, da, da. Um within within the first week or two of, of starting that, oh we knew this is the the way to move forward. So we hired about the, by the end of that month, we hired about five more salespeople in February. I think by March we had about ten salespeople, and our sales we keep our sales manager with a salary and our closers on a commission on a commission only program. Yeah, they make granted the ones who are doing well they make a decent amount of money. Yeah, but then that also gives us the room and stuff to actually hire out more and more um, other like yeah. developers. Yeah. you know what I mean. And I know you were mentioning before uh, before the. Uh, the interview started you were saying that y'all actually are looking to hire hire some developers correct correct yeah so now that our um our software is coming out believe it or not because we're not for we weren't originally from the tech space mm-hmm. i had a hard time finding developers which you know after looking into it you realize a lot of people who are just starting off into this like starting off at upwork probably not the best idea now that looking on it <laughs> yeah nah. um if you don't have the experience and the knowledge to to hire developers i i, I personally feel like I, we had a hard time, and I can't really blame it on the developers if we don't really know how to fully explain what we wanted at the time. You know what yeah. I mean? So we, we tried working with a few developers when we initially started. Um, we had, we had, because of that, we, we, and the, it wasn't being managed well, so we had to restart what we were doing twice, so we lost two months on building the software side of things. Yeah. Eventually, we decided to go with an agency who actually helped us get this thing across the finish line. But now we're looking for actual developers to come in-house. We're looking for senior developers, um, junior developers, who can help us take our software now to that next, next level. Looking for a job in tech can be tricky, but what if there's a way to automate the entire process? That's where Octoply.ai comes in. See, this software does all the work it takes for you to get hired from researching companies to scheduling interviews, and all you have to do is just show up. Octoply.ai is the first application of its kind that will find jobs that your top applicant for, apply to roles, reformat your resume, and manages interviews all while you sleep. So if you're tired of the tedious job search, try Octoply.ai today and let technology work for you. Man, I'm excited. I'm very excited for what it is y'all are doing. Uh, now, uh, we're about to wrap up in a few minutes, so I wanted to ask a question uh, to, I want to ask a question uh, for Brandon to answer and then kind of shift it back over to you. Uh, so Brandon, so 
with your experience, so with you, I love your story about how y'all met, um, how y'all um, and, and now working together. First, y'all were kind of competing, and now y'all are working together. Uh, yeah. But would love to know from you. So, as someone who's played like kind of both sides, working in uh, corporate and the type of industry and companies you've, you've worked at, and now like what you're doing now with Wonder AI and your role as a CMO, what is your take on a corporate employment versus like entrepreneurship and freelance? Right. No, it's, love the question, and I I really love what Jay shared earlier about how entrepreneurship has this very uh, just sexy feel to it, but it, it's in the actual feeling of it, it, it sucks 99% of the time unless you love the grind. Yeah. And even then, even then, I think what what it comes down to to me is skills acquisition. And I mean, I had a, I had a lot of different jobs before I was in tech and something that I, I was really grateful or lucky to have is someone like when I broke off to do my first real entrepreneurial thing, um, I had lows as well, but I also had like you know, I had a spouse that I was that was able to live on her income. We're what what people call um, dual income, no kids. What do they call them? Dinos um, or something? Uh, a dink? <laughs> they call them dinks. Yeah, dual income, no kid. Uh, but yeah, so we uh, I was able to lean on her and just burn through you know like money. But I think for a lot of people, it's not the best place to start if you can't go negative. So maybe it's a good idea to go and get um, skills. I think both are great paths though. And that's what I love about your podcast. You share about the freelance route because that's also very possible from ground zero. And you share about going into boot camps and getting experience. And I just think you can't go wrong with either as long as it fits your situation. And the last thing I'll say is like the networking element and people you meet, it was definitely fate, God, the universe, everything like meeting Jace. We wouldn't have met if I didn't go get that job. And if he didn't say, bump this, I need stability right now. Like that, that was the reason that we crossed paths and you're going to find like-minded skilled people that are in the same lane as you. So that's um, fire, man. I love how I'm God kind of organized that for y'all. Now, what is, and I'll, I'll ask both of you this question. So I would love for you to, uh, um, first you can, you can kind of touch on this and then we'll kind of close off with you, Jace. So, when it comes to Wonder AI, from everything that you know and that you're excited about, like what are you excited about for the future of Wonder AI? And then like after you speak, same question to you, Jason. Yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, um, I what I'm most excited about is some of the, the future products we're going to release. I think from a marketing perspective, the thing I love most about our product is the timing and how the, the product market fit. I've, I've been in, in charge of marketing other products where it feels like you're forcing something down people's throat. And that's a whole different ball game of how you're gonna run your advertising and how you're gonna do just every part of marketing around that. Ours is more something like Dropbox or like where it's clear, one, there's clear value of it, but two, the timing is perfect with the AI boom. Yeah. Jace had this idea and conceived the business before there was a viral trend of ChatGPT online. And yeah, all exactly. Because I didn't even and, learn about ChatGPT. Even though I'm in the tech space, I didn't even learn about it until I think December is when I learned about right. it. Yeah. So for you to have not even been in tech and for you to saw it early on and like that definitely like I respect that level of like foresight and not just seeing it and being like, wow, that's cool. But seeing it and saying, how can we implement this in our in our industry right now? Right. And so that that's really incredible. Like foresight. My hat's off awesome. to you for that. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Jace. Hey, yeah. So now same question. With you, Jace. So what are you excited about with the future of Wonder AI and like what's what's to come with it? All right, so I'll tell you, I'll give you guys a sneak peek of two, like two of our next, two of our next big moves that we're 
we're about to pull out. Our tech is the new black exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned at the start of the podcast, but our goal is to buy Lids by next year. Lids is worth a hundred million dollars. I do think the valuation of that will the, be- the, the, hack, the hack company Lids. Correct. Okay, cool. So, I just wanna make sure everybody's clear on that. Correct. So, you said they're worth a hundred mil? Yeah, they're worth about a hundred million dollars right now. Um, they've been sold. They've been bought and sold by a few private equity companies. So it's not they, it's not owned by the original founders right now. Yeah. So that also means that there are possibilities for us to purchase it. But that's part of the reason we're not taking investments right now. Trust me, we've been giving multiple offers for investments. I bet. Yeah. It's um, and the reason why we want to do that is our company goal and motto is that we want to bring manufacturing back to America, especially in the clothing industry. I've tried. Me and my partner are both mm-hmm. interested in starting clothing businesses. But in order for us to do that, like if you have to have quality stuff, you, you, you can only go through China. Even if you want to do Printify or, or, or Printful, there's still so much limitations in where you can do printings and the quality you have. It's, the get, it's getting better, but it's not there yet. And, yeah. and it's going increments by increments, but I'm not an incremental guy. So buying lids will allow us to do Instead of waiting a decade to bring manufacturing back to America, we could do it in a span of two to three years. And then the next product that we're bringing out, I'll try to explain this without botching it, um, which is why we need the developers, though, is um, everyone's familiar with Uber and how the Uber app works and the, the Uber business model. Yeah. You have the rider and then you have the person who does the trip. Yeah. Right. Part of why um, you know Uber works is super convenient, but also like if somebody like me who can't afford a car needs a car, I could, you know, go finance a car and use Uber to pay for it, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And we're going to do pretty much a similar business model, but we're going to bring it to the print-on-demand industry. Okay. And these ideas together now, purchasing lids and this idea together, you'll understand why this will allow us to bring manufacturing back to America. Okay. So imagine an app, right, where, let's say... I'm a merchant, I have my website, or you're using our Wonder AI system, and every time you get an order, right? Right now, um, one of our vendors are Printify, but we have other vendors such as um, that we're working on. Printify handles all the orders, for example, mm-hmm. right? But let's say you don't want to use Printify or Printful. Let's say that anyone could sign up for an app. You have two sides of it, sorry, sorry you're gonna have to edit some of its part. You have the merchant, and then you have the, what would you call this? The print-on-demand, Hmm. You have the merchant and then you have the actual person who does the printing. So let's call it the vendor. You have the merchant and the vendor. We want to have an app in which when when you sign up for it as a merchant, anyone in the United States of America can print your clothing for you. Obviously, they're going to have a certain amount of brand guidelines they have to follow, et cetera, et cetera. But let me ask you a question. What would you prefer? Make $7 driving somebody to the airport or $7 making a shirt at home? I mean, definitely at home. So Working at home. And there's a lot of people, most people don't understand this, a lot of people in America want to start their own clothing business. They, but it, an embroidering machine, I'm telling you, because I'm looking through it right now, they cost like $20,000. Most people can't afford $20,000. Yeah, that's true. But what they could probably afford is $100 a month for an embroidering machine, and they're going to have guaranteed orders coming through because they're going to be a vendor on the app. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Dude, I love that so much. That's going to be incredible. Correct. So what this will allow us to do is, I guarantee there's thousands of people in America right now with print-on-demand machines, direct-to-garment machines that are just sitting there. Exactly. Start making some money. You don't have to go to, instead of giving China $2,000, like, you don't have to do that anymore. 
you'll be able to finance the machines through us, it, it, well, if eligible, and you'll also be able to register as a merchant or a vendor, which means if you're a merchant, you know, you could have anyone around. But here's the thing, both idea, I don't think both ideas work without each other in terms of, you know. Yeah, you well, definitely need both. You definitely need both. Correct. Because yeah. one, we actually need to be able to have thousands and thousands of blanks so that way we can send it to the actual um, vendors. There's, there's still a lot of pieces. That's why both of these ideas are things that are going to happen next year. Man. But if you're asking for two next moves that we're working on consistently, is how do we get, how do we bring those, both of those ideas to life? Man. And I do think that if we can pull both of those off in which we have something like, a, something like an Uber app in which anyone can make money from their house, printing, clothing, shipping it off, following the brand's guidelines. Maybe they send it to Wonder AI beforehand. We verify the quality is good, maybe through images and stuff, kind of like StockX. Then we ship it to the customer. It will allow us to decentralize and decouple the mess that America has with China. Wow. Yo. That. That's, that's, that's a fire. That's a fire. Like, mic drop. Perfect, perfect point to, uh, man, to include this. That's incredible. Look, y'all. Man, I, I hope y'all like understand and appreciate all the game that was just dropped. Man, and really incredible. I'm very excited about what Wonder AI is doing. I'm happy that we touched on that last component because even even what what y'all have been doing so far has been incredible. But that last piece that you mentioned, I definitely believe. I, I see the vision and I see what that's going to do to to bring back uh, bring back that manufacturing and bring back that business to America. But also beyond that, be able to create a business and opportunity for people to be able to work from home using either equipment that they already have that's just kind of sitting there, or again being able to being able to get that equipment through Wonder AI Correct. if they're qualified for Correct. it. And I love that so much. 